Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that six degrees of reality TV contains explicit language. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy, and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie, and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together, we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Amy. Happy belated birthday. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm good, but tell me about all the fun stuff you're doing. I did see some pictures on Facebook. Yes, and I I thought it was pretty funny that you said my husband looks like a rock star because he gets the Bon Jovi thing all the time. He does. I was looking at him. I'm like, wait, is that her husband? He is hot. Good going, girl. And everybody's like, he looks like Bon Jovi, and he gets pissed off. He's like, have you seen Bon Jovi? I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. We do not talk bad about Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi like, is hot. Your tongue. Bon Jovi is on a whole new level all by himself. Listen, as someone who just saw Guns N' Roses live, Bon Jovi is a god compared. I mean, he, obviously when he was younger, he was super, super hot. But so was Axl Rose. And Axl yes. Rose is not holding up well. Yeah. And Bon Jovi's just such a good dude. But a- anyway, so we went out to, for a quick dinner and then... Um, I was telling you before we started that on the way home, we saw some kids skateboarding and my husband was a huge skateboarder when he was a kid, like was in competitions and sponsored and like just, you know, was crazy about it. So he thought that even though it had been 20 years since he's been on a skateboard, that he could just get right on a skateboard. Yeah. After about (laughs) four beers and, you know. In his, uh, what he calls bedroom slippers, they're really like casual sketchers, but he calls them his bedroom slippers. So he gets on and I have video of him just falling over and over and over <laughs> again and me just going like, ah, ha, 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 ha. so he's really sore today. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. So I was running around this morning because we were out and I overslept and that's, you know, listen, I got sore. to sleep in. It was glorious. Glorious. So it's, it's fun. It's good. Hey, I want to thank everybody for coming at us and letting us know that you're listening. Like we thank really appreciate you. that. We don't have a Facebook group. We're just doing um, Instagram and we have like a Facebook page. So I think like Instagram is probably the best place to find us and to let us know that you're listening. Um, Six degrees of reality TV, uh, spell out the six and we're on Instagram. Um, also you can leave us a review, you know, that helps us know that you're out there. Yes. And Mm -hmm. thank you so much for everyone who's like telling us that they actually listen to us while they drive or doing chores. I'm like, oh my God, we're one of those podcasts. Ah!" And let me tell you something, what should be like a 45 minute episode with us turns into like three hours. So we get it. Yeah. We, we go in deep. (sighs) We go in deep. All right. So speaking of. We have Pastor Cal telling us, well, first, let me say, 
I watched that stupid special that was after the show, and it was um, that Kevin dude. Is it Kevin Frazier? Is that his name? Oh, I don't know. And it was like this mid-season special, like, what do you think of all the couples? And it was dumb, and there was no information gleaned from it, so I'm not really going to talk much about it. Yeah. So, big episode tonight, so let's get in. Okay. So, Pastor Cal tells us, tonight... With less than five weeks left until decision day, our couples must explore ways to go in deeper in order to form a foundation of trust and intimacy in their marriages before they must make the most important decision of their lives. If you feel like that sentence said nothing, you're not alone. (laughs) I'm like, what does this even mean? Um, Pastor Cal says it's been three weeks since the weddings and only two weeks since they moved in together. And as he's saying this, we're getting just these little snippets of the couples together. Mm-hmm. Nothing interesting is happening during happening during this, except sociopath Jose says when he's leaving for work, they kiss and he goes, love you too much. Bye. Yeah. What, what's that about? Love you too much? Love mm-hmm. you too much. Yeah. We'll yeah. see you later how that turns out. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start today with Michaela and Zach. So go ahead, Leslie. Oh, Michaela and Zach. So what's... Uh, my feelings about this couple are just all over the place. Like halfway through the episode, I'm cheering for them. The next, I'm like, break up. It's a mess. So we start things off with Zach. He's working out in slow-mo, looking hot as hell. That was a weird choice. Okay, here. <laughs> okay, so they have the terrible music. Of course, they pick like an urban, you know, rap mm-hmm. song, whatever. Giving us real hot pictures of Zach working out with a shirt on. Yeah, take off the shirt, dude. What is happening? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so then his hottie number two, as I labeled him, his friend Duran shows up. And they start talking about, you know, setting up a movie night. How Zach wanted to set up a movie night with Michaela because they're trying to work things out together. And that he had to go to his apartment to pick up his Apple TV. I've been there. We all have. And of course, it ends up getting late. So he texts Michaela saying he might just stay at his place because, you know, he's afraid of the dark. So he (laughs) can't make it back. But surprisingly for him, she handled it well in the moment. She texts back. Everything seems cool. So I don't know if I would have handled it well. I would. I think that she was probably freaking out, but she was yeah. like, "Okay, let me just relax and just mm-hmm. text him. Let me not mm-hmm. agitate this." Yeah. So she did express that she was hurt, um, but there was no Clorox wipes were hurt during this exchange. No. So the Clorox wipes were safe. They were safe, <laughs> and Zach is thrilled with her efforts, and so they start boxing. So that's like their whole thing. So that's. <laughs> So with this episode, we'll see Dr. Viviana show up and meet up with each of the couples. So Dr. Viviana arrives to talk about trust and intimacy. And Michaela says her trust level is at a 50% because we all know we love percentages. And Zach's like, what, 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 what? How is he surprised though? Like, come on. (laughs) So he goes, so your trust level is at 50? Why? She admits her feelings were hurt and that it stems from, you know, the Apple TV incident <laughs> because apparently on multiple occasions, he has left her hanging after making plans and she feels like he's blowing her off. I have a question for you. Somebody brought this up in one of the maths groups that I'm in. Could he still be feeling the lingering symptoms of COVID? Like, you know, real exhaustion, That's kind of mental fogginess. Um, you know, so maybe he does go home and is so tired. Yeah. 
you know, that's interesting. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't think about that, but it could be. Yeah. But it just makes him look bad. But um, Viviana asks Zach's trust level, and he basically says when it comes to her saying she'll do something, she follows through, so he believes her. However, she's done things he doesn't like, so he doesn't know if he trusts her not to blow up after an argument. So it's like he's harping on this thing. I have a theory, and that is it turned him off. Like, it turned him off, and he just could not. So I was thinking about this. Um, Everybody has fights like this, Mm -hmm. right, in a relationship. The difference is you usually have, like, an established relationship behind you. So, like, if you're dating for six months or a year and then you get into this kind of blow up and somebody freaks out and they act ridiculous and blah, 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 your trust is not shook that much because you have mm-hmm. all of that established trust behind it. These guys don't have that. So, it's yeah. like his his trust is shook and he doesn't know how to, to deal with that. And instead of saying, like, being honest and saying, look, this turned me off, he's not saying that. Yeah, so he's just holding on to this. And unlike Rose from the Titanic, this guy would not let go. He's just holding on for dear life. Um, He says he was scarred by that experience, which was like a pretty heavy word. And Viviana called him out on that. She was like, to say this is a scar or this is how I now see you shows a lack of commitment, you know? Yeah. So that's not good. And he keeps bringing it up. And Makeva says he's behaving like we haven't talked this through or been counseling on how to repair this. And Zach just won't let it go. There are several indicators in this episode that the the experts are more involved than we think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why don't you show us that? That's interesting stuff. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that the experts have been alerted to that whole incident and how they're handling it, especially after the last time when Pastor Cal came by and they talked about it. He probably alerted the other experts, like, look, they're having problems. Like, how do they work through this? Yeah, and also, okay, so I do have a little bit of scoop that I got from Reddit because I'm I'm on Reddit constantly Um, because I'm a Gen Xer and that's what we do. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, no one has been staying at the apartments. Like, none of the couples stayed at the apartments, I want to say, except Mirla and Gil, maybe. Mm. But there's, like, most of them just split. And this is going to be a problem. I wonder if they're going to address this in future seasons. Are we going to go back to the model of staying at, you know. Your own like Because what I don't understand is there are two bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So they're not being forced to sleep together. If I were the experts, I'd be like, look, if you leave, you're out of the experiment and you don't get paid. Yeah, I think that that makes sense now. Because later on, when we go to your couple, they're Jose and Rachel, and she's like banging on doors. Nobody's no one answers because no one's there. Except in Mirla and Gil's apartment, you do hear hype barking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we know they're there. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then Zach says there have been no mess ups to him. But it's like, but you're crucifying her constantly. Mm-hmm. So then what's the problem? But she has done an action that does that he does not like. So Michaela gets agitated, rightly so. Because mm-hmm. on one hand, he's saying she hasn't messed up. But he keeps harping on the past. On this one incident that he just cannot get over. Yeah. So he says he doesn't like the knee-jerk reaction, the explosiveness. But he never told her that that, that is wrong 
to which Viviana says, but it is wrong. Mm-hmm. So he basically says it is a fundamental trait. So her yeah. behavior is irredeemable in his eyes because he's decided the explosive person is who she is at all time. And there's no changing that no matter how hard she may work on herself. And to me, that's very unfair. Do you think that this is a little bit of his age coming into play? Like he's only 27. Yeah, that could be it. Like I just think- this unyielding, like you turned me off and I can't get past it. Like that's kind of an immature view of the world. And it seems like a lot of these guys on this show, the women damn if you do, damn if you don't, because the moment they are turned off just the slightest, they want to give up. Yeah. Yep. And then it's funny because he's like, he doesn't want to label her as being bad or wrong. And Bibiana says it's because he cares about her, which I disagree because I don't think he dislikes her. He doesn't dislike her as a person. I won't say that, but he's turned off by that incident. Yes, he's he very turned off. And doesn't he doesn't want to admit to... it. And that's a Libra thing. And I, I hate to harp on, the, harp on the Libra thing. But once we are turned, it is very hard to come. Like, it takes a lot to turn us. But once mm-hmm. we're turned, you just can't come back from it. And he's having a real hard time trying to come back from this. Yeah. You know, Viviana tells him, scars can't go away, but trust can. And it can come back. Um, mm-hmm. But he's adamant in saying that this cannot go away for him. So Michaela says, hearing that does not make me feel secure in our marriage. And rightly so, I think. Rightly so. I don't think really that either one of them are to blame here. No. Did she overreact? Of course. Have we all overreacted at some time in our lives? Yes. But I think it's the experiment working against her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I said, they don't have that established trust. So this happens and the ground is completely pulled out from underneath them. Yeah. And Viviana asks Zach, like, if he has been perfect throughout the marriage and he says no. So then she goes, then why is he expecting that from Michaela? Right. Right. And as you can probably hear, little kids are playing basketball outside my window. <laughs> Here we go again. Children of the corn. Popping Children up. of the corn. <laughs> oh, man. Last night, you should have heard them. They were screaming all kinds of things. And I was just like, really? who are their parents? And if their parents are millennials, they're raising them wrong. Yep. They were using Where some language kids? that us 90s kids used to use. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, nice. so Viviana uh, advises them to continue to set up boundaries and see where they fall, and to proactively share what their triggers are. That way they can address it better. So as soon as Viviana leaves, Zach goes right. into the kitchen. He's frustrated. He doesn't want anything to do to Michaela. Like, with Michaela, he's, like, upset. He starts crying. And this was a very telling moment, because he's crying and Akela sits next to him. She tries to get a little closer to him and I guess gently like put her hand on him kind of to like reassure him. And he's like, don't touch yep. me. Like, yep. Stop. Yeah. He says, stop. He and was just melting like, down. He was mm-hmm. melting down. Mm-hmm. So she like recoils. She's like, oh, okay. Um, th- that spoke volumes to me. It was very upsetting because it's like, okay, so he is someone who tries to come off as being calm, collective, and like just tell me what you feel and we'll handle it. We don't need the answers right away. But the moment things don't go according to his plan, he snaps. It's like, no, yep. no. Yep. Again, that might be his immaturity. Yeah. And he keeps saying, you don't get it. You don't get it. We're two different people. 
And he keeps saying, like, I wanted this to work so badly, and it just doesn't. And I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, he's already out. He's already out, as we yeah. see later. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, and it, this is dead-ass killing me. And he goes on, and, you know, he storms off. Michaela is left in tears alone. And it's just like, what is happening? They're just melting down. Mm-hmm. And you know how in the beginning with the teasing of the previews of the show and the season, it made it seem like Michaela was going to be the troublemaker, like she was going to turn him off. Well, she did in, in a sense, but it's making it seem like she was the bad guy. And now it's starting to look like Zach is not that innocent. Yeah, she's, again... She's, she's trying. Re- and she's responding to something. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what that is, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then later on in the episode, Zach takes Michaela to a family friend's house backyard pool because she had expressed she loved to swim and they start swimming and being silly. Michaela was taught to swim by her dad. So apparently he would take her to swim out in Galveston, Texas. And the only reason why I know about Galveston even exists is because of the jinx. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, oh, I know that place. Yep. But anyways, he would teach you to swim against the current. That sounds so dangerous, but it also shows that... That's like a good exercise. I was like, oh, maybe I should do that. But it shows you that like, she really trusted her dad that like he's not going to yeah. like let her thing. And she's missing that protective thing. That's she really like something is. she misses. And yep. she says that that's the kind of quality she wants in a man. A man who's strong, kind, a good person. And she sees that in Zach, despite him thinking she's fundamentally flawed, of course. Yeah. So I feel like we're missing something. There's something that we're not seeing. Yeah. Because how can she feel this way about him when he just pretty much pushed her away a few seconds ago when he was in distress and saying she's fundamentally flawed, and yet mm-hmm. she still thinks he's a good person. Like, there's a disconnect there. There's a disconnect with the editing and what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So once they're out of the pool, they go over some questions the experts have sent them, and it's called blind truth. So they have to ask each other questions to answer honestly while being blindfolded um, to Zach. <laughs> so Zach asks Michaela. What was the first thing that attracted her to him? And she said his face. Of course, he smiles. Um, she still has to fill in the blank for this other question, which is, I am sorry for, and she says, I'm sorry for her knee-jerk reaction and not being able to express herself sooner rather than later. Yeah. So again, it's like she's constantly apologizing for this one incident. Yeah. Which I feel like they're just never going to get over it. It's, no, they're not going to get over it. He's never going to get over it. Mm-hmm. At this point, all Michaela does is apologize to this man, and it's just getting exhausting to watch because you think when you see another a preview or something that something's going to go down, you're like, "Oh my god, what happened now?" It's the same thing. They're just going yeah. back, back same and forth. Thing. Same mm-hmm. thing. So the next question is: If you could change one thing about him, what would it be? And she says, "The amount of time you take to hold on to things you didn't like." So yeah. it's basically him holding grudges. Yes. And then he asked her, do you think I hold grudges? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he no, strokes we his... don't think you, you hold grudges. You just yeah, need no, 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 literally no. an expert intervention to get you to get over this. No. No. And then um, she says yes. And he strokes his beard like a Disney villain and, you know, yeah. playfully pushes her. He does. <laughs> what do you think of the backyard? I thought it was nice. I thought it was nice, and then again, the I'm thinking, like, gorgeous. 
they're doing all these like limited things because of COVID. Like mm-hmm. you can't really go mm-hmm. places. So that probably wasn't even like a friend of his. It was production. 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 Like a friend of mine, producers, which we'll later see throughout different couples, like producers at play, which is always fascinating. Producers in the wild. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Anything else for them? Um, Yeah. So there's another question. Okay. What do you miss most about me? And he says the happy person he was, and she hopes he can get back to that point. To that one day that they that were That one day when they met. <laughs> yeah. The day they met, they banged. Then he, he got COVID, happy. and that was it. Yeah. So he says he will, and then it's his turn. He gets blindfolded, and she asks, what is the thing he needs most out of the marriage? And Zach says, understanding where he's coming from, and when they have disagreements and arguments, and being on the same page. But here's the thing. How can they be on the same page when that damn bee keeps flying in his face <laughs> trying to sting him? Okay, that's a callback to last week's episode. Oh, the bee. Oh, Zach the and his bee. bee. Mm-hmm. I think he's full of it. I think he, he doesn't know what he wants. He talks a big game. He speaks in self-help quotes. But he has Attitudes, yeah. no idea how to apply these things or what they actually mean. So she asks do you like me for me? And he says, he does. And if she doubts that, she says, she wonders that. He asks, like, do you doubt that? And she wonders at times. And I would too, because he's constantly putting her down, essentially. Yeah. So he asks, did you know I liked you when we first met? And she says, yes. But she's not sure about it now. And he says that he does like her for her. Yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. But he, but he's telling her there's a fundamental flaw in her mm-hmm. personality. But I like you for you, yeah. But I like you for you, you know, despite mm-hmm. your flaws at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a hero because, you know, yeah. I can yeah. see you sad. You know, I can't get over this, but, you know, I'm a hero. I'm sticking it out. So she asks if he sees a future of them together. And she, um, he says, right now it's doubtful, but he's holding out to hope. Yeah, she was like, what the fuck, dude? Why are you even here then? It's doubtful. Probably not. Doubtful. Probably not. Mm -hmm. So then Michaela tells the camera there's an uneven balance because she does see a future with Zach, which is baffling because what are you seeing that we're not seeing? Because they seem toxic when you look at the footage that we're seeing. Yeah. He, you know, gives up kind of easily and then puts all the blame on her. If you notice, it's always about it's because you didn't tell me it's because you didn't tell me or just tell me or just it's it's all her fault. Yep. And then I just can't figure out what is going on. And I think there's an issue that we're not seeing. There's some kind of editing thing that we're It'll, missing it out It will on. come out. I think mm-hmm. when in the previews, when you see her screaming and being physically restrained by a producer in the wild <laughs> and screaming, get out, get out, get out. I think he must cheat on her. She finds another girl in his phone or something. Because there's be something. something. There's something. Yeah. So there's a big disconnect between what he's saying he needs and she's obliging to it and working on herself to mm-hmm. make it better. And it's still not enough. He's still nitpicking. Yeah, I agree. So, I yeah, agree. that's them. All right. Let's move to Brett and Ryan. Guys, we're saving Jose and Rachel for last because. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Somebody made a meme of just Jose's mouth. They just cut out his mouth and like made it wasn't even a meme. It was just a picture. And it was like, this is Jose's mouth. 
I don't know why I was so oddly obsessed with it. <laughs> I have to like find this and put it on our Instagram. It means nothing. I don't it, know why we found it, but whatever. I think okay. it's because throughout like the argument, he has like that weird, awkward like grin. Like yes, he's pretending yes. that he's cool with everything, but you know he's exploding on the inside. But they took his mouth and they turned it sideways so it looks like a vagina. So I don't oh know what's God. happening. Okay. All right, so now Brett and Ryan. So Brett is very excited to see Dr. Viviana. Like, whoa, Mm -hmm. girl! I'm like, okay. Dr. Viviana asks how they're feeling about their connection and affection. And Brett says she's very happy with the level of affection. And Ryan's like, I am too, but, you know, we haven't gone too far, a.k.a. no banging. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dr. Viviana asks what the deal is, and it becomes clear that Ryan is having issues. He says he needs to figure things out. And Brett is further along with it than him in terms of feelings and attraction. And Ryan says he wants to feel butterflies and be speechless. And he's just not. And then Brett starts to cry. I love Brett so much. Like when she was I crying, know. I was like, oh, I want to hold you. So Brett was crying and she says, you know, I've been here before in relationships where like the person, you know, I, I like you, but or you're great, but and the person just isn't feeling the same way I am. Ryan turns to her and he's like, I haven't said a negative thing about you through this whole process. Like, okay, dude, you're clearly not getting what she's saying. Yeah. And she says, if you don't feel it, then you don't feel it. And Dr. Viviana's like, would this be easier for all of us if I talk to Ryan alone? And that's what I like to see. Because then they're more open when they're alone with the experts. I almost said the consultants. (laughs) So Ryan tells Viviana, it's a type thing. She's more stressed and high anxiety than, but, but, okay. So here's the clever editing, right? Mm -hmm. He says it's a type thing. Now, last season, when we had dick bag, Chris, he came (laughs) right out on camera and said, uh, the woman they paired me with is ugly. (gasps) Yes. Yes. They're not doing that here. I don't know why. Maybe they don't hate Ryan as much, but Ryan is 100% saying something about her physicality. Yeah. I just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Because the reason I think this is Viviana is responding to him and she's like, okay, aside from the looks and the type thing, but we didn't hear him say anything about looks. Mm-hmm. So they cut it out clearly. So she's like, what will it take for you to be in this marriage if she looked like your type? That's what she says. If she looked like your type. Okay. So I wrote, he's totally saying she's not petite enough for him. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Even though this is the fundamental problem with society and women. Because Brett is a beautiful, attractive, she has beautiful figure, but she is probably not thin enough for this dick bag, and that's where I get angry. (gasps) Oh my god! I'm telling you, that's what it is. Because she's yes, she's not. She's she's not overweight by any stretch of the imagination, but she is not small. Do you know what I mean? Like she's kind of tall. She's got, like, a bigger frame. She's, like, an athletic build. She looks awesome. Yes. I guarantee that's what he's saying. Don't you think? And 
Leslie and I have some inside information. That's why I was this is where we should put it. Maybe this is where we should talk about it. Oh my God. So go ahead, Leslie, and tell us what that inside information is. Okay. And we cannot reveal our source. We cannot reveal our sources. So Mm -hmm. apparently. But it's no one from the show. It's no one from the show. No, it's no one's from the show. But we don't want to mention any names because we we feel like this tea is so piping hot that breach of contract was made. Oh, breach okay. of contract was 100% made. Okay. So, guys, skip ahead like three minutes if you don't want to hear If this. you don't want to hear this, skip. Okay. Go ahead. So, this is going to be a major spoiler. So, apparently, someone who is close to Ryan, and we have confirmation, we have photo evidence that they do, in fact, know each other. And mm-hmm. this was posted months prior to the season of Married mm-hmm. at First Sight premiering or even the cast being revealed. And mm-hmm. this person said, my friend just got cast on the new season of Married at First Sight and he got paired with someone that he does not like. Yeah, And then- And they showed the us things, pictures of Brett. They showed pictures of Brett. They were like, and yep. his wife is the one in the middle because mm-hmm. it was like three of the ladies from the show. Mm-hmm. And he says, did you get anywhere with her? And he told his friend- not even a boob. So he didn't even touch a boob. They didn't see each other naked. They mm-hmm. didn't have any chemistry at all. He said that he was um, cast, like someone reached out to him online for production. And apparently he had nothing going on in his life at the time. So he decided to give it a shot. But he, from the very beginning, they were just not, she was he not He did his not type. like her. He, he said did she's not, not like his her. type. And then there's something like he said that production didn't really like him. Yeah, and he and he's he, not sure about how he will get edited. Yep, and he said something like the whole thing, and we see it in the previews, with him still being on a dating app was like an accident, mm-hmm. and the producers wanted him to blow it up. And something like he has to tell her that he's not interested in her on the day that her dog gets put to sleep. So does this mean Baxter is going to die this season? This is... I can't. I can't. Justice for Baxter. It, this is insane. And when I read that, I was just like, oh my God. And not only that this source is so credible, so many photo evidence of them together, of them knowing each other, of them going way back. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a credible and source. so about the type thing, this person put up some pictures of him mm-hmm. and his previous girlfriends and they're tiny. They're tiny. That's why I was gasping when you said that's yep. not the type. That's yep. what it is. They're not blonde. That's not the thing. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, whatever. They're tiny. Yep. Yep. And and if Ryan is short, which I expect he is, mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. I think Brett might almost be as tall as him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm angry at him. Mashed potato. I don't know what you did to make me like you a few episodes ago, but that's gone. That yeah. After gone. that, I'm like, nope. Nope. And after this week's episode. Brett is amazing and deserves a hundred times better. So much better. Yes. So yeah, spoiler over. Spoiler over. Okay. So Dr. Vivian tells him like, look, the stuff that you're looking for like this, I can't wait to see my wife. I want to slam her up against a wall. I want to, you know, fuck her over the kitchen sink, whatever the hell he's thinking, which he clearly watched like sees in porn. She's like, that is not real life. But didn't we know? Oh, he liked the notebook. Remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. Life, guys, repeat after me. Life is not the notebook. No, this life is, is what... the mean girls at best. 
So Dr. Viviana is telling him, like, this is not the notebook, dude. If you're going to build a relationship on the stuff that hap- you think happens in movies, but in reality, she goes, only happens like when you've had too much to drink and everyone's chilling, which truth bomb there, Dr. Mm-hmm. Viviana. She goes, you'll probably end up single because you'll never be able to base a marriage on these things. And he's like all sweaty and like, I don't know, just whatever. All right. So later, Brett and Michaela meet up. Mm-hmm. And she tells Michaela that since the visit with Dr. Viviana, Ryan has not stayed at the apartment. Yep. And Brett says, if this was someone I was just dating, I would have called it quits. Okay. So now we see Ryan, or now we see Brett cooking some salmon and green beans. And Ryan decides to grace us all with his presence. <laughs> so Maisie comes in and she's like all excited to see Maisie. And Baxter is her dog, right? That's yeah, name. Baxter, yeah. the little one. Baxter immediately attacks Maisie. Like <laughs> Maisie, like he's going in for the kill, which I love that dog. Brett tells the camera she feels rejected, but she doesn't doesn't give up. And so, like, if they need to talk this out, she's gonna force the issue and she's gonna make him talk. She and, said, I'm not a giver upper. I was like, Oh, honey, I know, no, I know, please. So we see some footage of Ryan that he filmed himself and he's like all sweaty and in a car. And he's like, I need a reset at my own house. This is a real problem. They Mm -hmm. need to get these people to stop going home. This is not like, I don't know. It should be like Big Brother. Don't they have to stay? I haven't watched it in so many years. They have to stay. Yes. Yeah, lock them in. Lock them in. Maybe they're afraid of homicide or something. (laughs) And they should make the honeymoon longer. I've decided. That is the initial bonding period. That should be two weeks or Mm -hmm. 10 days. So he tells Ryan or he tells uh, Brett, like, I think I'm feeling better. You know, I've reset and I was defeated and I was deflated and I don't feel that anymore. And can you do me a favor? Like, if you sense me shutting down, just call me out on my bullshit. And he tells the camera he doesn't normally fight for relationships, but he does not want to go back to his quote unquote serial dating. Okay, whatever, loser. Whatever, dude. So he's now hoping that those feelings he's looking for show up. Okay, so then we see them later go to a tantra yoga place. And that it was looks hilarious. Like, it looks like it is in the same gym that Zach was in earlier. <laughs> like, it's clearly in a gym. Mm-hmm. Which was such an odd choice for tantric yoga. Whatever. So... Now we see Ryan blindfolded. He's laying on his back. And the woman teaching Brett is moaning, like sex moaning in Ryan's ear. And she's like, okay, Brett, now it's your turn. Ryan goes, okay, Brett, now it's your turn. She's like, uh, no, no, no. Then we see her. I'm just going to get through this quick. She sees, we see her rubbing some bells on him, a little feather. And then she tells the camera, like, this was super weird. So I'm kind of using humor to diffuse the awkwardness here. Yeah, They talk about things they find attractive in each other. He says her eyes. She says his beard. And she tells the camera she has not been intimate with anybody in two years. So that's where mm. we leave them. Yeah. Oh, I love her so much. I love She's her so much. Him. Fucking justice for Brett and Baxter. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Ryan doesn't deserve Brett, but he especially doesn't deserve Baxter. Does not deserve any. He needs to be alone. Serial mm-hmm. dater my ass, please. He's just picky and he wants like a waif model. Yes. And they're yep. not attracted to him because yep. he has nothing to offer. He has no personality. No. 
And he's and, he's ugh. totally lobbying for gas and oil. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> also actively trying to hurt the environment. Exactly. Evil monster. Yep. Anyway, so Bao and Johnny. Okay. Bao and so Johnny. I'm starting to turn on them a little. Now I feel a little better towards them. I don't know. I feel just like all over the place with these couples. I know. I'm being manipulated. These editors are evil geniuses. <laughs> Anyways. So they start asking each other questions. You know, who, you know who they need to get their hands on this show? Matt Sharp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be a, oh, that would be a shit show. Oh, that would, no. Everybody at the end would be like, I have a secret. I haven't told him. Yeah, everybody has secrets. These people here blurt out everything they're thinking instantly. I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. But I think the reason why they're able to like be so open is because the experts are telling them, like, tell them, tell them. Tell them. Yeah, you only have yeah, X yeah. amount of weeks. You got to tell them. So. Yep. So, Bao and Johnny, they start asking each other the questions that the experts provided. And Jolly, jo- I said Jolly. Yeah, he was really Jolly. Did you just he- call him by another man's name? <gasps> no! <laughs> I'm actually logged in as some other dude's name. <laughs> so, Johnny pulls the first one out, the first question, and it says, what is your biggest insecurity insecurity about yourself and why i thought it would be snoring but bow says she has insecurities about not being able to do it all and if she can't achieve something she feels she's not good enough and that gave me goosebumps because i feel i don't think i've ever heard anyone let alone on unscripted television admit this and vocalize it in the way that she did and so direct yep I was very impressed. She's very mature for her age, She's I think. She's very emotionally intelligent. She, I think she really knows who she is. And, yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is which is very scary to Johnny. It is scary. It's mm-hmm. intimidating for him. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny says his biggest insecurity is maybe not living a purposeful life. He feels like he's been playing it safe his whole life. And marrying a stranger was what turned out to be his biggest risk he's taken in his life. Right. The next question is, what is the biggest event that has happened in your life that has made you feel ashamed or embarrassed and why? And Bao admits growing up really poor. And when the school bus would drop, oh, this broke my heart. I know, me too. The school bus would drop her off. She'd get off on a different spot so that the kids wouldn't find out where she actually lived. Because she lived in a dilapidated little trailer and she was ashamed. And And instead of letting that soak in, Johnny tries to find holes in this story he's like well wait a minute didn't you have other kids in the neighborhood who rode the bus with you and yeah they like, could have yeah. vetted you and out he's like didn't they know where you lived so it's not like no one know where you knew where you lived mm. he wow. didn't get it wow. and okay. i i related it to so much because i grew up poor i think i've mentioned it before in this podcast yeah, yeah. and on food stamps and the mm-hmm. shame that came with it was unbearable at times because 100 you just feel like you're different from the other kids and they are going to make fun of you because they're like, why are you playing with those colorful coupons? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, but they're going to make fun of you because kids are vicious little dick bags. They're vicious little dick bags. They don't know how to just judge in silence. Correct. They need to learn. Um, yes. They need to go to drag queen university and learn how to shade <laughs> people properly. Yeah. And in a funny, playful way. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, I kept thinking about that moment when she was talking about it. And I was like, you know, I wouldn't trade my experience for anything in the world 
because yep. it made me who I am and it's made me work harder. Like I'm working towards a PhD. I'm trying to, you know, help other people, especially, mm-hmm. you know, people of color and um, LGBTQ mm-hmm. who don't have mental health resources because I'm a big mental health advocate. So yes. I'm like yes. that without that experience and that trauma that I went through that I'm still dealing with in my own therapy, I wouldn't be who I am. So and I think that Bao is so courageous. I love that so much that. about you. This is we should have named our podcast Two People Who Can't Stop Going to Therapy Talk and Therapy Talk about this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. <laughs> but yeah, it made me love Bao more. I know. Then she reveals, oh my god, this was sad. Her dad kind of developed a bad reputation around town. Um because it sounds like he was an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. So suddenly, like, the kids that did hang out with her weren't allowed to hang out there because of the dad. Because apparently the dad was being, like, a bad influence on other dads. And he was Mm -hmm. going out drinking. And so the little girls would tell her, my mom doesn't want me hanging out with you anymore. This is something that was was very common in the area where I grew up, which is Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is kind of, like, very blue collar. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of the dads had alcohol issues a lot of them and Probably the kids there's nothing to do there's nothing to do there's a bar on every corner it's a very depressed area a lot of the dads in my generation where we're vietnam vets you know mm-hmm. what i mean have mental health issues we're not addressing them drinking them away self-medicating so yeah i've seen this play out many many times like it didn't happen in my own family but it happened in my extended family you know both yeah. of my grandfathers and like it, it's just alcoholism is a fundamental way of life here. And yeah. I've seen this play out where kids are just ridiculed and maligned for their parents' addiction. It's really sad. It's really sad. And that scars you. That does scar you. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's funny because it's not funny, but I saw this comedian last um, weekend. I saw Mark Anthony in concert and he has Johnny Vega. He's like a stand up and he's always like, he does like, he's like the warm up guy, basically, the opener for him. And yeah. he was saying how um, in Latinos families, we like having a junk uncle is just like, well, that's just who you have in your family. Yep. You know, it's yep. junk so-and-so. Do you want to invite so-and-so? No, he's going to drink all the alcohol. Don't invite him. Yeah. But it's not because yep. the concern. It's just like, oh, that's just how they are kind of right. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's sad. It's common. Alcoholism is it's real, you guys. So It really is. It's yeah. Really sad. And I'm going to disclose, I had over two years sober. Yeah. Um, and I chose this because over of two my years. over two years That's because of really my great. mental health issues and my medications. And also yep. Yep. it was getting to the point where I was so depressed that I wanted to drink to pass out. And when yeah. you get to that point and you're in public and you're yep. on Tinder, that's not a good combination. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. so I am so glad I'm over that part of my mm-hmm. life. But yeah, I, I see And we are so there. happy for you. Thank you. And I could hear my little chihuahua barking right now. Aww. He doesn't like me when I talk about Tinder. It scares oh. him because he met scary guys. Because he knows who's coming over. <laughs> like, Not this again. I can't go through it. Can't go through it. Not another daddy. No. <laughs> so anyway, so Johnny tells the camera that the fact that she is opening up like that to him is a sign that she trusts him. And he feels that that's what love is, building trust. You know, they hug, and it seems like they are in a genuinely good place. They seem to be in a really good place. Like, Johnny seems to be coming around. She seems to be really into him. What I worry about her is we see this kind of in the previews, is she's like, I'm going to finish this. 
Mm-hmm. Like I committed to this and I'm going to do it. And I'm afraid she'll do it no matter what. You know, and that's to a little scary. Task, right? Yeah. Cause she's not a giver upper. She's not a quitter. She's not a quitter. Yeah. She's not a quitter. No. Mm-hmm. And I think that what she wants to do is prove to herself. If this fails, it's not for my lack of trying. I pushed myself beyond what I've ever pushed myself to make this yeah. work. And it still didn't work. So yes. I think that that's where she's coming from. Yep. So then we later see Viviana visit them, and she is super impressed by Bao and Johnny's progress. And she asks them if they've put each other through tests, and Johnny says that he did. Oh, and it was like, making I'm doing the it bed. all the time, dude, all the time. He, he's always testing her. <laughs> so then <laughs> they were supposed to make the bed together, and then you see footage of Belle in the bathroom. She's like getting her makeup ready. She's getting stuff, and she's like ordering him around, like, yeah, well get these pillows and put those instead. Those are cleaner. This is this. So she keeps promising that she's going to help him in a minute, but she never gets to it because she's busy. This is, this is what I worry about with him though, because that's something that could happen that most couples wouldn't bat an eye at like, Oh, you were supposed to help me, but he's holding on to stuff like this. Yeah. And that's what worries me about him. He's like, and that was a test. See this morning. That was a test. I was like, "Mm." And then he did say that he liked it when they cooked together. And we see footage of of her putting away the salmon in the oven. And he's, like, checking her out, which he admitted to doing. Yeah. So then she admits that she's not good at reading signals of, um, for romance. And Bao then admits they had sex. And thanks to the little champagne and love kit that the expert has sent them, that kind of got them going. Yeah. And apparently it was intense. And even though Johnny loves Johnny vanilla calls sex. Johnny vanilla. But it was intense like, somehow. Isn't that on you too, dude? Yeah. Like, okay. He said he likes vanilla sex. That's what he said in the beginning. Okay, whatever. And, you know, Bao says there's room for them to experiment. So we learned to have been banging constantly. And Bao wants it every day or every other day. And Johnny agrees. I'm like, yes. for someone who doesn't like to be touched, do you kind of, what kind of sex are you having? Because yeah. in my experience, there's touching involved. <laughs> And is she showering down completely before this sex happens? Oh, Lord. She should afterwards, at least. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So then later on in the episode, Val and Johnny receive a package from the experts. And there's an outfit. It's like a sexy nurse. Oh, this is so uncomfortable. Sexy nurse outfit. Um, And a patient gown for Johnny. And some sex dyes and blindfolds. And so they're rolling the dice. And it's pretty much telling you an action part of the body and location so uh, it's just they're playing along with it they're having fun super awkward blowing each other's necks licking belly buttons etc things get hot and steamy quickly and that's all on them (laughs) yep yeah all right and then mirlan gill was there much there 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 was actually i love him i love him (laughs) I love him. I oh, love man, her. I love best. him. They are the only couple making it. I'm telling you. They are the only couple that have a real shot because they seem to really like each other. Yes. So we learned that aside from Viviana visiting with the couples, they would, were giving like a set of questions and stuff like that. So Gil asked Mirla over the last five years has she changed. And Mila says she's more patient and understanding. Yes. I'm like, okay. So Dr. Viviana visits 
And Mila is nervous because they have to talk about trust and intimacy. Can I say something? Mm -hmm. They have, I don't know if you picked up on this, but they have that comfortability. Is that a word? Comfort with each other where he talks for her. Like he goes, just so you know, Dr. Viviana, she's a little nervous today because we're going to be talking about blah, blah, blah. Like it is really cute how intimate they've become without being physically intimate. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. And the, the, that playfulness is still there, too, that I like. Yeah. And then, of course, the infamous rating scale comes out. And it's like, how would you rate your level of intimacy from 1 to 10? 10 being the best. Surprisingly, Mila says she's at a 7. Yeah. And she feels good. But there's more to learn. And Gil says 8 and Physical intimacy is also at a seven for Mirla, and Gil is shocked because he's like, "It's at a five for me." Because <laughs> he's like, "You're not even touching me." Yet. <laughs> yeah, he wishes it was more. Yeah. So at this point, they still haven't kissed. Mirla still isn't comfortable with a peck on the lips, and Gil is in blue balls hell and doesn't want to tease himself. So he just says bye and leaves when he's off to work. Right. <laughs> This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So he's worried that if he keeps initiating things, she says she's not ready and that she's going to keep pushing him back. And then when she is ready, it's going to, he's not going to feel it anymore. He's going to be over it. Yeah. So he says, I feel like kissing and sex are the same thing to you. And she says it is. That was interesting. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of right. Like a kiss could be extremely intimate. And I, by the way, I called it. I said she was not going to kiss him on camera. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So Viviana asks, what emotion does she need to feel in order to want to kiss him? And Mirla says she needs to feel emotionally, spiritually connected with someone. And before she can get to the next level of intimacy, this is this is what she needs. Yeah. She then reveals to the camera that she has been cheated on in the past. So being able to trust is difficult for her. I'm like, I knew there was something. Yeah, yep. it's in hard your past, for her to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be vulnerable because at one point she was madly in love. Yep. And she got deceived and she's like, never again. Yep. And she's protecting herself. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yep, 100%. Gildan says, but have we connected on that level? Because you can't say you want to be with me, have kids with me and still not kiss me. Yeah, that was good. That words, was a good line. Yeah, her words hold no substance to her. Mm-hmm. So Viviana asks, 
if the kiss doesn't happen, will you still ask for a divorce? And he says, if a kiss doesn't happen before the decision day, he will ask for a divorce. I, I kind of feel like that's okay, right? Eight At weeks first I was being like, married? Ultimatum. But then I'm like, you know, she has her boundaries and we're supporting her and her decisions. Yeah. We should support his as well. I think it's a boundary. I, you know, mm-hmm. I think we would feel differently about it if he was like, if we don't have sex. Mm-hmm. But a kiss, even a peck, yeah. I'm with him on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she says she's not going to get divorced, that it shouldn't be an option. So she's like in this to win it. Yeah. She just don't want to get divorced. And so she asks if I give you a kiss, we won't get divorced. And he says, if we kiss, we won't get divorced. So it's a deal. So Gil immediately interprets that as she's going to kiss me. Yes. And Mirla then says, eventually. Well, I like it because he turns to Dr. Viviana like a little kid. And he's like, I I heard that like she's going to kiss me, right? Right? Is that how yeah. you interpret it? <laughs> and then Mirla goes, eventually. And the music is like, Meow. Yeah. Yeah. Then cue the music. Kiss me, baby. Just kiss me, baby. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Why? The music is epic. <laughs> this should be like a soundtrack to cheesy reality TV songs. Fantastic. For every occasion. It's fantastic. Are you taking a dump? Push harder. <laughs> you know, it's just... Jesus Christ. So later on in the episode, they received the package, you know, that one that the experts were sending everyone. It's supposed to help them with their intimacy. So this game has cards and tests your senses. And, you know, they have like fruits and like strawberries and chocolate and this and all that. So Gil draws the card and it's for taste. And it calls for doing a body shot. And Mirla's like, nope, 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 shut it down. <laughs> Never done a body shot. I'm not going to do it. And ironically, you know, she has the body to do a body shot. Like, if somebody wanted to do a body shot, yeah. I'd be like, no fucking way. No way, dude. Not going to happen. But no. And also, they were supposed to do an exercise blindfolded. She's like, nope, not being blindfolded. I don't totally blame legit. her for that. I don't blame her for that. She doesn't know him. Mm-hmm. He wants to be intimate with her. She knows that much about him. She does trust him to an extent, but I don't know what you're going to do with those blindfolds come on. Right. So the reason why she doesn't want to be blindfolded is because she doesn't want to burn her lashes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I love her. Is so I frustrated. Love her. I love her. Mm-hmm. But at least she's being honest. She's being honest. And I think like, Okay, so one thing that they did talk about on this special that I thought maybe fit the profile here is Gil is objectively handsome. Yes. Gil is an amazing person, right? Mm -hmm. I imagine he has no problems in the women department, but she will not give anything to him. She will not give an inch. So he enjoys the challenge of her. I think so, too. Uh Yeah. Yep. I don't think he comes across women who put up a fight very often. And she's Because he's so charming. Ugh. Anyways. And part of his charm, like, he's just reinforcing his charm, is that he's like, okay, I'll wait. I'll jump through all the hoops. And that makes him and more she charming. loves that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Okay, anything else for them? Yeah, so she's not pretty much letting her guard down. But the one thing she does agree to do is finding a comfortable cuddling position. Yes. And so they had to hold their breaths and, like, synchronize their breathing, I guess, mm-hmm. and seeing what feelings come up. And so she seems to enjoy it and told the camera she loves to cuddle, and that's intimate to her. Mm-hmm. 
She tells Gil she feels more relaxed. And the next card suggests they touch foreheads Mm -hmm. and talk about what they like about each other and what they need from each other. And Mirla says she loves waking up next to him every day. Mm -hmm. And what she needs is his continued patience and what she is challenged by. Yeah, because one of the things was, what are you challenged by? She is challenged by his patience. (laughs) (laughs) And what Gil needs is desire. Yeah. He loves her desire and he he loves for her to desire um he's challenged by the love of intimacy or lack thereof basically we all are gil we want to see it happen and then the producer before the segment ends asks like do you feel closer to getting to kiss gil and she says stay tuned it will happen soon yes so then we can we can spoil that because that comes out later but they do kiss Mm -hmm. and they kiss the the what I'm calling prison cam, which is like a camera mounted <laughs> in your house, a la like a prison cell. So on the prison cam, we see the kiss, and then we see she kisses him twice, right? Yeah, and it's a peck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, are we ready for douchebag of the hour? Ah, uh, I am so ready. All right, we got about a half hour to to work this in, so let's go. Okay. So Jose and Rachel are cooking and asking one another questions. And he asks, is the questions from the experts. And he asks, is there anything she's been embarrassed to tell him? And she says, yes, my infidelity. And I called it from day one and so did you. It was a mm-hmm. huge mistake for her to ever admit that to him because he's never going to be able to get over it. Yep. So he's like, yeah, but you've grown from that, right? Like, it's not a thing anymore. And she's like, no, 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 it's not a thing anymore. Dr. Viviana comes over and she says she's so impressed by them. Okay. Then she asks them about sex. What was your thought here? Uh, One, I didn't want to know about it. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently they've been, you know, because they've been electric from the very beginning. So they've been intimate many, many times. But they don't have any response here. I don't think they're having sex. I think they're lying. Maybe they did at first. I don't know why they would lie. I don't know what is to be gained from lying. But think about it. When they first banged, we were all stunned by that. Remember? Because mm-hmm. there was no talk about it. There was no footage of leading up to it. All of a sudden, Rachel was like, oh, yes, we consummated the marriage. And we were all like, huh? What? And yeah. now um, Dr. Viviana's like, Let's talk about sex and what you like about it. And blank, weird music. Rachel looks like she's, like, in pain. And Jose, <laughs> like, can't even look at Dr. Vivian. I'm telling you, I don't think they're having sex. I think it's oh, a lie. Lord. So, all right. She's like, this is weird. Nobody's answering my question. Because she says right out, like, what part of sex do you like with him? Is it the intercourse? Is it the touching? Is it the... And they cannot answer this question. Yeah. Okay. Weird. So then um, Dr. Vivian's like, okay, let's move on to trust. Um, she asked them how they trust each other, what their trust level is. And, and Rachel says she trusts him completely. And he's even given me the passcode to my phone. I'm thinking, you're not going to find anything in there because who's texting this idiot? <laughs> so later we see Jose self-recording. Okay. Cut to everything's fine with Dr. Viviana. Cut to he's like recording in a sweaty Window, which project? Yeah, type of I don't know. Thing. What's happening. 
And he's like, well, it has not been a good night. This evening, we were up at the clubhouse, and Rachel called me by another man's name. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. So then we see the, the prison footage through the fixed camera. And Jose, it's Jose in the kitchen. Rachel mm-hmm. sitting on the other side of the island. And the producer, Brittany, champion, sitting next to Rachel. And Jose's like, you called me by the wrong fucking name. And Rachel's trying to apologize. And the, the producer's like, you know, trying to, to say things too. And he's yelling, this is a fucking marriage. It's not some fucking girlfriend and fucking boyfriend bullshit. And Rachel's like, is this how you're going to talk to your fucking wife? And he, she's like, I'm sorry, but no one talks to me like this. And he yes, says, I like that. Yep. And he says, then fuck you and get the fuck out of here. Pack your bags and bounce. And she starts crying and she's like, who am I married to? Is this the real you or, or am I married to the happy wife or happy life guy? And he says, look, I have fucking shit to do tomorrow and I can't deal with this fucking bullshit. It's, it, it's intense. It's, it was a little scary, but I will tell you this. This is nothing compared to the douchebaggery. Like to me, his greatest offense is what he does later to the group of guys. Not this part. This part is really bad. But he does worse later. Yeah. All right. So the next morning, he is like, it's like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Like, he's (laughs) like just smiling at her real creepy in the kitchen. Like, how was your day? How was your day? (laughs) She's like, um, last night was not okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Because maybe he was hoping that they wouldn't address it on camera. Like, what happened? 100%. So he was like resetting? Yep. 100%. She says... The way you talked to me and expressed your anger, was that okay? Now, she's trying to get him to say what he did was not okay. That is what she's looking for here. Like, she's not saying to him, you had no right to be angry. She's Mm -hmm. saying to him, how you talked to me was not okay. He cannot admit that. She's like, the way you talked to me, the way you expressed your anger, was that okay? And he goes, huh. Apparently not. And she said, my mom and dad raised me better. I cannot let you talk to me like this. And I don't trust you at all. And he says, same. Ooh, and they she, come back. she goes, I apologize to you. But then you locked me out. Okay, so now we see some, pr- some prison cam footage of her knocking at the door at 1 a.m. We see him at 1237. Come out, shut all the lights off, shut the deadbolt, and go to bed. So then at 1 o'clock, which is only like 22 minutes later, she's pounding on the door, and he just is dead to the world and can't hear. Now, Leslie, let me ask you a question. You have been in fights in relationships in your life, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Can you go to bed after a fight like that? Like within 20 minutes without knowing where the other person is? I would be so upset. First of all, if the person left, and I'd be standing up texting like a psychopath, like, where are you? Where did you go? I'd What's be happening? beating the shell of those Clorox wipes. I'd be yeah. like, I'd be, I would be up all day wondering where they went. I, I do cl- angry cleaning all the time when I'm mad. So I'd be like running the sweeper, dusting shit, you know, just, I don't know. I'd be so pissed off. I could never, who just drifts off to sleep after a fight like That's that? That's a lie. He heard her. He was like, yep. I'm ignoring this. Yes, he did. Or he put earplugs in and yep. was like, whatever. He totally heard her. So she, so 
So he tries to make it seem like, hey, I didn't know where you went. You disappeared. And she said to him, I walked Brittany, the producer, out. Mm -hmm. We talked for a few minutes. And then I came back. And she's like, I took none of my stuff. Clearly, I wasn't going anywhere. And she said, and you didn't even bother to call me to see if I was coming back. Now we see prison cam footage of her banging on everyone else's door. And like we said, the only people who really seemed to be in that apartment were Gil and Mirla because their dog, Hype, Mm -hmm. was barking. Um, And Brett and Ryan have dogs. No noise. No No noise. Okay. So he says, hey, I didn't know where you were. And he goes, I lock the door every night. I secure my property when I go to sleep. I want to beat the (sighs) shit out of him with his whiteboard. Biggest eye roll ever. So he says, you know, I don't know where you were. And she's like, okay, what's bothering me is you don't seem remorseful or apologetic at all. And I cannot be your wife. And he's like, okay, makes sense. Good. Awesome. You know, like a 10 year old. He is grinning like the animated Joker from the Batman's animated series. Can you? It's ridiculous. Can you imagine what he would be doing and saying if the cameras were not there? He would be screaming and slamming things. I am not accusing anybody of anything, but I would be afraid that he would hurt me. Mm-hmm. I would be. That yeah. he would throw something at me because the rage in his eyes, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not saying he did that. He did. We have no evidence to say that he did anything like that. But I'm just saying, if I were in that situation, I would be scared for my safety. If the camera body language... Back says a lot. He, he, he was grinning. Yeah. He was pretending to be like, okay, what was going on? He was avoiding eye contact. She calls him out on it. Like, look at me when I speak to you. And he's still fidgeting. Like, he couldn't yeah. sit still. He sits on the counter. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if the cameras weren't there, it would have been explosive. Yep. She says she's gonna, she's like, okay, um, I'm gonna go pack my things. And he's like, okay, I'll help you if you need it. There are boxes in the closet. And she's like, okay psychopath like you could tell Mm -hmm. she's just like what who is this person so then the producers come out we see them again and one goes up to him and one is in with her i think or one goes with him and then goes i don't know and she's like what's going on like you don't want to fight for your marriage and he's like i'm not begging i'm not begging she made a decision let's stick with it And then, okay, so then we see a producer in with Rachel and she's saying, you know what? I'm leaving some things unsaid and I don't want to do that. I'm going to go out and talk to him more. All right. So what she left unsaid was brilliant. She comes back out. She sits down and she's like, there's something else I need to say to you. I want your eye contact so that I know you're listening. And he's like, yeah, okay. Okay. And he like, like a petulant child, like sits down on the counter and like gives her the, the stare. You know, Mm -hmm. she says, I wrote this two weeks ago. Now, keep in mind, Pastor Cal told us at the beginning of the episode, three weeks married, two weeks living together. This means she wrote this right after they moved in together. (laughs) Okay. One week into the marriage. So she reads him this letter and it basically says like she is devoted to him, but she's also devoted to herself. And she married someone who she thought would have input in planning her future. But it turns out she married someone who planned her future for her. And it feels Mm -hmm. controlling to her. And she's not going to let that happen. Now, if there is any moment where I'm on Jose's side here, even a little bit, it's here. Because he's blindsided by this. 
And yeah. he says, why didn't you talk to me? Like, why are you reading this to me now? And you pretended everything was fine for like two. And I do agree with that. Like she was pretending everything was fine for like two Yeah, weeks. she was. She was, yes. when she would talk to the ladies, yes. everything is great. Yep. Everything is yep. perfect. I yep. can pick, pick the better husband. But the fact that she kept this private tells me they're keeping things private. And that's why I think they're not having sex. Mm-hmm. All right. So she agrees she should have told him earlier. She's like, you know what? You're right. I should have told you earlier. I can admit when I'm wrong. You can't. Then he does this weird like machismo thing where he's like, I'm not going to say I'm sorry and I love you and I want you to stay because then you'll be saying for me. And she's like, um, why wouldn't you say that? That would make mm-hmm. me feel great. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't want you to think I'm saying it just because you want me to. What? All right. So that's where we leave them. Then we see mm-hmm. the girl scene, which you're going to cover. So the girls yes. all get together. Go ahead. So the ladies go to a mash room. So apparently it's like different devices, like kitchen tables, um, vase. This is the um, new TV. Axe this is the new. This axe is like throwing. the new axe throwing that we see, like in every reality show. Yeah. You get your aggression out. You break stuff. So <laughs> Michaela isn't there. Apparently she's not feeling well, so she misses out. So it's just the other girls. So Rachel has been going through it, and it's really ready to break things. And she is smashing that television set and just like throwing kitchen sets and tables. And then you see Belle. She took a little too much joy in wrecking things. <laughs> it scared Brett a little. She was like, she's a little scary. Well, because you know, and of if course, you give Belle a job, she's, she's going to complete it. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's going to do smother, smotherings, yep. like little dust. Yep. That's what she's going to do. And, of course, Mila does not think this is her idea of good time, <laughs> smashing things. <laughs> Mila's like, uh, if I was not being paid, I totally would not be here. Yeah, totally. So it's revealed during this scene that Mila initiated the first kiss with Gil. And she is thrilled. Yep. Love so it. she's grateful for his patience. Mm-hmm. And that's what she says she needed. So... Everybody's so happy for them. And I'm like, how sad is it that finally Mila and Gil are in a good place and Johnny and Bao are in a good place and then the other two are just falling apart? Yes. Yep. <laughs> but that's what it is. That's what um, it is. So Rachel tells the girls that they may be legally married. She may be legally married to Jose, but emotionally they are not. And she feels Jose does not care about her at all. She tells them he locked her out of the apartment, and when she confronted him on it, he didn't care, which was true. He would just be yep. avoiding. So keep, didn't really keep care. in mind and put a pin in this. Her version of the events are 100% accurate and truthful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she tells him, you're not telling me what I need to hear. And he's saying, well, I don't want to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. That's basically where he's so at. Weird. And Brett says, take husband and wife out of this. That's just human decency. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone tells you they need something from you, you should at least hear them out. Like, that's just human decency. Yes. And he's deflecting and blaming, you know, and Bao sets it's showing that his ego is super hurt by being called by someone else's name. So that's pretty much where he's coming from. And Rachel says that he's being vindictive. And that she does not love him anymore. She doesn't know if she can trust him Boy, that or love, love him. That love again. happened quickly and ended quickly. Yep. I loved him for like a week. 
I lived in for a week. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Hey, I've loved I've loved people for a few hours. That's fine. I mean, sure, Tinder Leslie was gotta always do, loving everyone. Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are the ladies. Okay, so then we cut to the boys scene. So the bros are hanging out on a golf course, of course. You know, you have to have those gender stereotypes in there. Of course. But none of them could golf except for Ryan. I know. So Gil, Johnny, and Zach don't know how to golf, but Ryan shows up looking like Jack Nicholas. <laughs> and Jose also knows how to golf. All right, so they're there, and it's funny. Like they're all they're almost all hitting each other with balls and stuff. It's it's cute. They're having a good time. So suddenly, Jose tells the boys, "Okay, what Leslie? If you were going to tell this story, what point would you start at?" I think I would be like, "Yeah." So Rachel and I are having a disagreement. I think I will ease them into it. (laughs) He goes. Last, so last night, guys, my wife just randomly said she wants a divorce. And they're all like, like, wait, what? Because, you know, the whole, you know, the rhetoric of the the relationship has been they are the best. Like, that's how they talk about mm-hmm. their relationship. They love each other so much. They're good. Rachel and Jose are far beyond anyone else. They're amazing. Okay. All of a sudden, he's like, my wife called last night. Or my wife said last night she wants a divorce. All right. Then he goes, well... Let me just back up a smidge. Uh, you think, dude? <laughs> so he goes, she called me by a different man's name. And I was like, well, uh, okay, I don't know about that. Then a weird, awkward silence. Maybe I overreacted, but things got heated. And then I went to take a leak and she's just gone. So apparently I locked her out. Now, Gil, <laughs> Gil, our goddamn hero, hero of the episode, says, Dude, I understand locking the door, but not when your wife is not in the house. Did you hit her up? Uh, no, I did not. Gil tells the camera. He, oh, he, quote unquote, accidentally locked the deadbolt. Johnny tells the camera, there are some big holes in this story. Zach tells the camera, sounds like he did this out of spite. And Ryan Mm -hmm. tells the camera, I never accidentally locked a deadbolt. (laughs) Okay, so the guys (laughs) are not buying this. So Gil says to, and Gil, you know, he'll say it right to Jose's face. He's not talking Mm -hmm. shit behind his back. He's like, something is not right here, dude. You don't go from one fight into let's get a divorce. He's like, there's something missing. What is missing? And Zach is equally confused. So he says to Jose, wait, so she called you another man's name? What exactly pushed her to say, I'm done? Jose goes, I don't know. And then he goes... (laughs) Well, I don't want to say I don't know, but let's just say I don't understand. So then Jose says, you call me by another man's name and then you take off. Like, I don't know if I actually trust her. Then this motherfucker brings up her admission of cheating. Not on him, guys. Not on him. Mm -hmm. On another boyfriend she had years ago, like a decade Mm -hmm. ago. He goes, well, you guys remember on the catamaran, you know. She did admit to cheating. And Johnny's like, oh my God, what else has she done to make you believe she's sleeping around? I wrote, well, this escalated quickly. Like we yeah. went from like, and this motherfucker, this to me is the biggest, this is egregious. Like this is the biggest dick move of all to just let these guys think. And if they didn't question, he was fully capable of letting them think. That she called him by some rando's name 
during sex. During sex. Because that's what it seemed yep. like. And then just left and never came back and never mm-hmm. called him. He is besmirching her reputation, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I don't get to use the word besmirched much, so I'm happy about <laughs> that. Okay. So Johnny's like, why, why do you, like, what else has she done to make you think she's sleeping around? Jose's like, I don't think she's sleeping around but you know you call me by another name then you disappear you can see mashed potato over there getting real red and sweaty mm-hmm. and finally he speaks up and he's like ryan's like okay let's just get this out there because it's gonna come out she called you johnny <laughs> so apparently i don't know if brett and ryan were there or if Brett told Ryan that this is what happened, but Ryan knew. And so everybody mm-hmm. starts laughing and they're like, guys, like you have the same name. He's in the the experiment with us. Yeah. What? what? And Ryan's like, come on, dude. She's not sleeping around. Like Ryan just was not having it. Yeah. And then he tells the camera, like Ryan tells the camera, Jose caused this. I don't feel sorry for him. He's got to change his thinking here. And then there's a song and the lyrics are, I'm a prisoner here. They'll never let me leave. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening. It's just insane. So to me, that was the biggest asshole move was to let this mm-hmm. group of men and a national television audience think that, you know, he, he totally left it just ambiguous enough. That we're going to fill in the blanks and think she called him a different man's name during sex. And then she left and he had no idea where she was. And we know she's a cheater. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was irate. I was irate. Okay. Next time on. Actually, it's not next time on. It's some season previews. So coming up on the rest of this season. Brett tells Ryan. And this, this proves out in our spoiler. Brett tells Ryan she got a text from a friend that he's on a dating app and matched mm-hmm. with one of her friends. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, this person was right. Like, yep. everything they predicted was coming true. Okay. So then we see them talking with one of the experts, and they're fighting. And Brett, uh, Ryan's like, oh, this is a joke. And Brett's like, uh, you're a joke. I'm like, team Brett. Yeah. Pastor Cal and Bao and Johnny are on a conference call and Pastor Cal asks Johnny if there's someone else he's thinking of and liking. And Bao's like, what? Is there someone else? And then we see Bao telling the camera, I made a promise and I intend to see it through fully. Oh, Lord. Gil tells Mirla she can be a brat sometimes. Jose tells Rachel, look, I fucked up. Okay, like, what do you want me to do? And then we have Michaela screaming, get out, get out, get out, while a producer is physically restraining her, and then she slams the door. That's yeah. coming up this season on Married at First Sight. I I don't know what to even think. I think, I don't even know. I'm telling you, I think she <laughs> finds something on Zach's phone, or he stays out all night, or, like, it's some, he does something to elicit that reaction. Yeah. Because he's been, like, making her pay for that one incident. Yeah. And he's probably up to no good. And then she's going to be like, oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. And then we know from our spoiler, Mm -hmm. skip ahead 30 seconds, 
the poor little Baxter's gonna die. No. I'm so upset. I don't even know if I can be able to cover that episode. Yeah. <laughs> He's my hero. He threatens to eat other dogs. He's 107. I love him so much. Okay. He's so cute. So, and then, I don't know. So, I guess, you know, things are not looking good. Now, what are you thinking of the season? Because a lot of people are saying this season's boring. I don't think it's boring. I think that because I haven't been watching previous seasons and I just jumped back in. Mm -hmm. And it's such a difference between 90 Day Fiance and all that shit show that I'm really enjoying this. And this experiment... It's just fascinating to me why people still do this. (laughs) I'm enjoying it too. And, you know, I was worried about whether or not... Guys, we're going to talk some light spoilers. So if you don't want to hear, just end now. We love you. Goodbye. But if you want to stick around, if you want to stick around, um, I'm kind of... I thought knowing the outcome that none of these people really stay together. They say one couple stays together at decision day, but then eventually splits anyway. I thought that that would ruin it for me, but it really hasn't because now I'm like Mirla and Gil are doing so well. Like I know they don't end up together. So what happens in between? Like, where is it going to go South? And that has me invested because how is this going to go South? Yeah. I don't know because she seems like she's also another one who doesn't want to give up. She doesn't want to get divorced. So it's interesting. And she does like them. Yep. You could tell. They they like each other. They have chemistry. Yep. So and, what happens? And I would like to say I'm usually wrong about everything because I listened to our last episode and I was saying when they were showing those clips of Rachel saying, I don't trust you and I'm, I can't marry you. I was mm-hmm. like, she's saying that about her ex-husband this, or her ex-boyfriend. This is yeah. fake editing. So I'm always wrong. I just want to say that. May call <laughs> Always wrong. All right. Um, so, Leslie, where else can we find you? You can find me on social media at Sinister Girls, S-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-G-I-R-L-Z. Sinister I have Girls to say it that blowing way. up. It's blowing up. And guess what? This week's guest is Styx, the legendary band wow. Styx. Exactly. Okay. So I'm going to be posting that pretty soon. And I'm going to, there's a little video component to it. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll cool. see it. It was so fun. I've seen them live before. They're a great band. When, so. you, get, when you get Bon Jovi, I need to be a part of that somehow. I might pass out. I don't think I I'll need, be able to you're talk. You're going to be like, I'm going to bring in another poet for this conversation. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Here she is. <laughs> I could be. How about emotion- you, Amy? I could be your emotional support poet. Um, yeah, you can find me at Gen X. This is why it's a podcast I host with my sister, where we look at '80s shows and movies. We just dropped the Love Boat, one of the Love Boats that we did. It was awesome. Everybody's super horned up on the Love Boat. I don't know what's happening, but we love it. Um, and you can find me at Amy Archer Writer on Instagram. So, guys, let us know if you like us. Follow us Six Degrees of Reality TV on Instagram. Leave us a review. We we can use those to to uh, know if you're listening and to help people find us. So, yeah, thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.